Well, we've said it a couple times already today, but if I can have all the mother's attention, I'm going to wish you happy Mother's Day. This is a day that we celebrate our mothers, we celebrate women today, and we are thankful to God. So let's open up in prayer. We're going to have a Mother's Day message in just a minute, and some special things happen during our service, but Father, we thank you today for your goodness to us, that you've given us the blessing of having mothers. And so, Father, we pray today, Lord God, that you would bless each one here today that has mothered a generation, Lord. And Father, you'd encourage your people by your word today that when we left this place, we would be encouraged by the word of God to face tomorrow with new hope and vigor and a sense of blessing that comes from our Father in heaven who looks down and blesses today the gift of motherhood. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Mother's Day should be a special day for all of us because none of us here were hatched. I know about all the modern marvels of science and uh, all of these things that are going on, but all of us who are here today drawing breath were born of a woman. Amen? Amen. That's a good place to clap. And so Mother's Day should mean something to all of us. It should mean something to us as men. It should mean something to us as women, and especially those who are mothers, but not just to those who are mothers, but to all of us. We were all born. We all had mothers. We all know what a gift they were. No matter what our experience was, each one of us know that we were born of a woman, and that was God's design. Many of you here today are mothers, and mothers are such an incredibly uh, powerful influencers in our generation. Amen. We're going to talk about the fact today that we are in, in many ways the product of our mother's nurturing. Amen. And that's a good thing today. And we have so much to be thankful for, but an incredibly special gift to have a mother. I'm so blessed even as I'm in my fifties here to still have my mother with me on the front row, making sure I make sense every service. She sits through two services every week, and I get a report on Monday to make sure I said the right stuff. No, but um, what a blessing it is, and so I've, when I sat down to put a Mother's Day message together, I, I've been preaching a Mother's Day messages for decades at this point, and I looked at all the mothers in the Bible, and you know what? I've preached about every single one of them and some of them multiple times, so I'm running out of mothers here. And you look at the mothers in the Bible, and they give us incredible lessons and you think about the ones, you know, Hannah was one that was special to me, and I've preached about Hannah a couple times, just an incredible a gift, Hannah, the mother of, you know, the prophet that God had given us. But you look at the mothers in the Bible, and we've touched on them over the years. Eve, the mother, the first mother, there's something special about the first, amen? And Eve, we've talked about her. Sarah, the mother of Isaac, and you know, bringing the patriarchs of Israel into play here. Hagar, we've pre I've preached about Hagar. You know, Ishmael was not the promised child, but Hagar was still a mother who loved her son and got sent away by Abraham, and God was faithful to Hagar. And we see the faithfulness of God. How about Rebecca, the mother of Jacob and Esau? Um, Jacob and Esau were said to be two nations at war in her womb. Ladies, if you've been pregnant before, you know that as the room fills up in there, it feels like there's a war going on sometimes, doesn't it? My wife used to show me the baby's moving. I'd see a foot. I'd see a hand. I'd see I, it looked like a scene from Aliens. I was unnerved by the whole thing. But here's this woman who has two babies in her belly, and they're at war with each other. God loves siblings, huh? Jacob and Esau. How about... 
Leah and Rachel, the mother of the 12 tribes of Israel. Through these two women came the men that led the 12 tribes of Israel, Jochebed, the mother of Moses, who had the faith to put her baby in a basket and set him on the waters of the Nile when Pharaoh said that all the children of the Hebrews, the male children, were to be killed. She said, oh, no, 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 no. I, got, I know God has a plan for this baby, Moses, amen. She had the faith to put her baby in a basket. Come on, that takes faith, amen. And we know what happened with the story. Pharaoh's daughter finds him, and she gets paid to nurse her own baby. Someone say amen, ladies. That's, can you spot a good deal when you hear it, Amen. Paid to nurse her own baby. That's God, amen. We look at the mother of Samson and all she had to deal with. Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mother. We talked about Mary, the mother of Jesus, many times. Today, I'm not going to pick one specific mother, but we're going to talk about the significance of motherhood. Over the years on Mother's Day, I've got to say that to me, as I'm getting older, it's become more meaningful to me just as I'm getting older to still have my mom with me, to still have my wife, the mother of my children today. Mother's Day has become more special to me, celebrating the gift that God has given me in my mother and the mother of my children, celebrating the gift of what it means to see God's love expressed through mothers. What a beautiful thing. Now, I'm not saying any of this to be poignant or be, you know, set, set a mood. I, I really mean this today, man. I feel this. And the older I get, the more special it is to me to celebrate. You say, well, shouldn't you like Father's Day better? Ah, Father's Day. But Mother's Day is a, is a great day to celebrate here. And that's why we take a whole service. You say, well, why don't you just preach the word, Pastor? I am preaching the word. The word of God tells us to honor our mothers, amen? And that we're not supposed to do it just one Sunday a year, but every Sunday, every day of the year, amen? Now, I've come to see Mother's Day as a day that celebrates God's most breathtaking creation, and that's woman. And there again, I'm not pandering, but what God has given us in women, that's where motherhood comes from, amen? You, I mean, you don't have to be good at biology to follow me on that one, amen? But the gift of women, I don't know about you guys, but uh, women make everything better. The men are scared right now. They're horrified. They're like, he's setting us up. I know him. No, I'm serious. They make everything better. They turn our cave into a home. They turn, I mean, they, they get, my wife has done so much for me and my mother. I eat with utensils now. My clothes match. That's all the ladies, amen. What a beautiful gift it is, amen. I get older and I'm like, man, what a gift you have given us in women. They are such a, a, blessing, a, a blessing to us. That I, I, I'm getting tongue-tied up here. But it's, you know, when Adam saw the first, this creation that God made from his rib, what did he do? He goes, whoa, man. Woo. Called her woman. Flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. It's in womanhood that we find motherhood. It's all by God's design today. And what a great blessing it is. Now, every woman is special because they have the potential to be mothers all the women I know have all those beautiful characteristics that God put in the feminine spirit. They're beautiful. They're sacrificial. They're unconditional in their love. They're nurturing. They have these instincts that are so wonderful that only are contained in the feminine heart. I see the way women nurture just so reflexively and serve so reflexively. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. And as, as a man, I just have to sit back and be in awe of it, that it's an incredible thing. 
And I hope, I hope, men, that you're here in my heart today, that you and I should celebrate the gift that God has given us in women and in mothers, amen? Because the world, the world has a different opinion and it's demeaning in many ways, and we're going to talk about that today. So today we celebrate women, whether or not they are biological mothers, whether or not they have children of their own, celebrate how God made them. That got your attention, did you? I'm going to rattle that cord every once in a while. We celebrate how God made them because they make life a little sweeter, the world a better place. And ladies, you are grooming the next generation of children to be leaders and preachers and teachers and innovators in this world. So we applaud you for that today. Let's give God and the ladies a hand clap of thanksgiving today. So I'm not going to pick one mother to preach on this morning, but I'm going to talk about four thoughts about motherhood. And the first one is this. I started to allude to it in my introduction, but motherhood and the feminine spirit are one. Amen. They're linked together. And we need to talk about this today on Sunday because our world as of late has gotten pretty crazy when it comes to gender. And the lines are blurred, and they're blurred for a reason, because the enemy wants us to not focus on the gift that God has given us in our gender. It's great for men who know their men and women who know their women, and we should celebrate those things because God made it that way. Today we're celebrating mothers because of how God made women. And motherhood and femininity are inextricably one. They're, they're one. You can't separate the two. No matter how crazy or mixed up our world gets about gender and how many genders they want to say, listen to me, the fact remains that only a woman can have a child. Period. You know, that used to not even be a point. But now we have to make that point that, well, it's not because you feel like a lady. Look, you can put a dress and lipstick on me, and I'm still a guy. A scary, ugly version. I tell my wife oftentimes when I see her get ready in the morning, it takes so, I mean, she wakes up beautiful, but she does stuff in the bathroom that when she comes out, it's like, wow. I wake up early just to see it before she goes to work, just to go, wow. But, I mean, I would be the ugliest lady of all time. You know, I just, there ain't no way I'm spending an hour on this. No, it is what it is. But femininity and motherhood are one. They are one and the same. And, and our world has gotten crazy and mixed up. But only a woman can have a baby. Only a woman can have a child. O only a woman can become pregnant and, and grow a baby in her body and, and birth a baby through her body and feed a baby with her body. These are miracles, amen. And they're to be celebrated. In fact, you, you guys even seem scared. Like as I'm saying this, you're like, where's he going with this? I'm not going anywhere. I'm just celebrating what God has done in creation, amen. They are the carriers of life. God has entrusted you to carry life, to birth life, to have life come through you. What an honor. What a privilege it is. L ladies, this is so much a part of who you are that when Adam first saw the woman God made to be the perfect companion for him, he called her Eve. And you say, well, what's the big deal about that? Eve, nice name, but what, what does it mean? Genesis 3.20 tells us exactly what it means. Then, God, then the man called his wife, so God brought this creation to Adam, and he named her. He called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. I want you to see that motherhood was a huge part of what Adam saw immediately in Eve to the point where it's what defined her essence and gave her her name. 
the feminine spirit, the creation of God, the woman that came from man, he looked at her and said, wow, you're the mother of all living. Motherhood is a part, ladies, of your femininity. Whether you have children or not, just by the way you were created, you are designed to be the carriers of life. Whether you ever have children of your own, you have a nurturing, tender, compassionate spirit that the world needs. And today we celebrate that. Amen. Now, the first woman named Eve, the mother of all living, her motherhood inextricably connected to her feminism. Ladies, I want you to know that the significance of motherhood has been under attack for decades. It's been under attack, whether you know it or not, whether it touches you or not, whether you even think about it or not. Understand the world that we live in has become hostile towards motherhood. You know, we have all kinds of systems. Communism says, well, yeah, the mothers have children, but they don't have the children for themselves. They have children for the state to the point where you have countries like communist China that says, well, you can only have one child or you can only have two children or, you know, you pick which gender that you want to keep. Come on, I'm preaching this morning. I'm telling you the truth about what's going on. That's communism. Communism says they're not your kids. They're our kids. They belong to the mother country. What a lie from the enemy, amen? Listen, I've heard politicians in our own country say, they're not your children. They're all of our children. When they go to school, we're going to teach them what we want to teach them. It doesn't matter what you say at home. We're going to teach them what we want because they're our children. I got news for you today. They're not anybody's children. Those children came through you, mom. They came through you, dad. They belong to you. It's our job to raise them. It's our job to teach them truth. It's our job to teach them morality. We got to remind some of these people that the children that come through our marriages and, and through your bodies, ladies, they belong to the Lord first, not to the government. How about wokeism? Wokeism says, well, being a mother's no big deal. We're just going to call you, you know, you know birthing, uh, a birthing person. Have you heard this one? Come on, I don't know where they come up with this stuff and if they expect us to fall a birthing person. I will never call my mother a birthing person. Young people, don't you call your mother a birthing person. She's your mother. If I catch you calling her, I'm going to get my first assault charge. Don't you dare call your mother a birthing person. She's your mother. I got a clean record. They'll drop it down. You're not going to win this one. So understand something, you know, wokeism says, well, you know, being a mother, that's no big deal. Let's just downplay it. You're a birthing person. You're just this standing. And, and, and also the, with the confusion of gender, well, anybody can be a mother. Any gender can choose to be a mother. No, you can't. Well, we've gotten so crazy. How, how has it come unglued to this point where intelligent people are saying, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Wow. Feminism has attacked motherhood for decades. People like Gloria Steinem have said all kinds of derogatory things about motherhood and being a mother. You know, mothers are called breeders. I mean, what a derogatory term to say that nurturing a child is seen as, you know, an expense to a woman. Why? Because you sacrifice your independence or your career, and they make it an unfortunate choice that someone would choose to bring children into the world, to nurture them, to stay home, to make a household a home? How many are thankful for your wives and the mothers of your children that have made your house a home, that have raised your children, amen? 
Man, I wish somebody put their hands together here this morning. Amen. Thank God for mothers who have poured their lives into their families. I know I'm a byproduct of that. I know you are too. But listen, ladies, no matter what communism, wokeism, or feminism says, don't allow any ism to diminish, to degrade, or to destroy the fact that God has entrusted you to be those who nurture and carry the next generation. What a privilege and a blessing it is from God to be a woman and to have the potential for motherhood. I want to cover a few more topics this morning. The second thing I want to say about motherhood is that a mother's love is a special love. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Nobody loves you like your mother. Some days, nobody loves you but Jesus and your mother. And you're really having a bad day if only Jesus loves you. But a mother's love is a special love. Washington Irving, an American author and historian, diplomat, he, Washington Irving, he has this to say about a mother's love. He said, the, the love of a mother is never exhausted. It never changes. It never tires. Isn't that true? It endures through all, in good repute, in bad repute, in the face of all the world's condemnation. A mother's love still lives on. Isn't that true? No matter what a child does, the whole world can reject them. The court can bang the gavel down. Everybody says, you know, they're X, Y, and Z. And mom goes, no, that's my good boy. That's my good girl. I love them, amen. I know the good stuff. About Come on, a mother's love, amen. It's a special kind of love. It shows us the love of God. In fact, you know, I've said this many times that nobody loves us like our mothers. Isaiah 49 uh, uh, the prophet Isaiah expressed it this way in Isaiah 49, 15. He said, can a mother forget her nursing child? Think about this, ladies, who held a baby to your breast and, and nursed them and put life into them. Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? And the answer we know is no. They are forever connected, that that baby was connected to her, that, you were carried around in your mother's womb for nine months, some of you longer, some of you were lazy, didn't want to come out on time, but, you know, for, uh, carried in, in her body. I don't want to carry my wallet around for nine months. And our mothers have carried us and were connected to us in such a special way that that bond can never be broken. That's why a mother's love is so special. Every child knows, you, 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 I might have a hard time convincing some of you of this point, but every child knows what I'm preaching today is true because every child that needs to be comforted will run right past their father and everybody else to get to their mother. When a child's hurt, who do they want? Who do they want? They want their mother, right? Every skin knee, every bloody nose, every broken heart, every, every, right past dad, right past everybody else. To mom, because they know, hey, a mother's love is a special love. She's always going to hold me. She's always going to kiss it, make it better. She's going to listen. Come on. What a beautiful thing. And it should be celebrated. A mother's love is a special love. All those belly aches and heartaches and disappointments run right past everybody else, right into a mother's arms. Isaiah 66, 13. Again, Isaiah depicts it like this. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. God compares his love in a way. He wants you to know his love through a mother's love. That's no accident today. God put a special love in mothers that demonstrates his love. 
And we see and understand God's love in a lot of ways by the love of a godly mother. Your mother loves you so much that she's the only one who keeps all your worthless stuff. Come on, moms. It's true, right? My mom will pull out stuff of mine, pictures I drew in kindergarten, teeth I lost decades ago, baby shoes, paintings, artwork. Your first communion outfit. I'm like, throw it out. Your mother keeps all your worthless stuff. Why is that? Because to her, they're not worthless. They're a treasure. Look what it says here. Check this out in Luke 251, talking about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. All the things Jesus said, all, all the, the, the times where Jesus revealed himself, Mary stored up and treasured all those things in her heart. Now, at this point, the guys are looking at me like, and the ladies are like, because you know it. To, to everybody else, it's worthless, even to the person. But to you, it's a treasure. Why? Because moms treasure things in their hearts that, that have come through their children. And, and we've got to understand that that's a special, unique type of love that comes from God. Amen. God who knows that hairs on her head and bottles up our tears and catalogs our prayers. Come on. That's the kind of attentiveness that our Father in heaven gives us that we only see that kind of attentiveness given to us by our mothers. When I was growing up, we had a, a small refrigerator in our kitchen, and I remember Gary had made an art project in school out of some sort of, I don't know what it was, paper mache or something, but he made this egg. It was a big egg, like the size of a football, and it, it was hollowed out inside, and inside there was a picture, and you could look through it. It was supposed to be like a panorama scene, and there's a picture of Gary with his 70s bowl haircut, and there... And this is taking up a whole shelf in our refrigerator. Now, that, that egg that I said, my dad used to say, throw it out. And my mother would say, no. And I'd say, throw it out. And even Gary was like, throw it out. And she said, no. It's a treasure. That treasure cost us the whole shelf and two trays of ice cubes. I've been drinking cold. I've been drinking warm drinks for 15 years at home. For that, finally, we threw it out. What do we have to drug or something? We put Benadryl in her drink, something. What happened? We made you throw it out, praise God. We prevailed. Now we don't live there anymore. We all have ice makers. We need counseling. But my point is this. That was a treasure to her. Whether it's baby shoes or baby teeth or your old clothes or your old pictures, moms treasure things in a way that shows their deep love for their children. Number three, a mother's teaching has greatly impacted who we are. Whether you know it or not today, a lot of your perception, a lot of your understanding, a lot of your worldview, a lot of your emotions have been formed by your mother. Quiet now. God has used our mothers to teach us things that only a mother could teach Proverbs 22 says this, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Some of the things our mothers taught us without saying a word, they just modeled it for us. And as children, children, when we're in our formative years, psychologists call the, those early years the formative years. Why? Because we're like sponges, and we drink in everything we see and hear, and so much of what we hear and see comes from our mothers, and it shapes who we are forever. A mother's teaching 
has greatly impacted all of our lives. They do the bulk of our training in the formative years. Uh, We are impressionable, and we learn from what mom says and what mom does and just how she behaves. You know, in the American Indian culture, the the children were given to the women exclusively in their formative years. First, the baby would be in mom's belly. Then they would put that baby in a backpack. Many of the tribes, even in our region here, you know, when mom went out to work in the fields or whatever, babies were on their, either in their bellies or on their backs. When they were toddlers, they were right at mama's side. And these children, both boys and girls, would stay with the mom for an extended period of time. Only the male children would go through a, a ritual to where they were seen now as adults, and this would happen between 13 and 16 years of age. And then at that age, they were passed off to their fathers. Think about that. Mom got all the early influence. Why? Because that culture had the wisdom to understand. Mom was the one to teach them when they were impressionable some of the things that you could only learn from your mother. Think of the things that we've learned from our mothers. Compassion. We've learned compassion from our mothers. How to have empathy for other people. How to not be so self-centered and narcissistic. When your dad was telling you, quit crying and rub some dirt on it, mom was wrapping her arms around you and kissing away the tears. Come on. We learned our compassion from our mothers. And thank God for it. This world needs compassion. This world needs tenderness. I I understand there's a place for tough love, but there's a lot of hurting people out there. And thank God for mothers who teach us compassion. We've learned sacrifice from our mothers. We've known at times that our mothers are hungry and they give us the last little bit of food. Our mothers are tired, but they still serve us. Our mothers do all these things for us. Even when they, before they serve themselves, they serve others. That's a lesson we've seen countless times, and hopefully it's made an impact on us to the point where we'll serve others like that. Because you know what? This world needs a mother's love, and this world needs those who will serve and not be self-centered. Our mothers have taught us how to forgive. Our mothers have taught us to be respectful. How many times as a child you heard, don't you talk to me that way? Who spent a lot of time in the corner? Amen. Amen. Some people ain't raising your hand. You need to go to the corner now. I had a lot of corner time. I learned lessons. I learned respect. I learned how to talk to people. Amen. I was accused on many occasions of being fresh. Could you imagine me? Yes. My mother disciplined us. Amen. She didn't say, wait till your father came home. She had her own belt that she used. Amen. Then we got round two when dad came home. My mother's from the Bronx. She'll straighten you out. Forgiveness, respect, sacrificial service, compassion. How about honesty? Who's the first person who caught you in a lie? Did you eat those cookies? No. We learn morality from our mothers in our formative years, and it's made a lasting impact on all of us, whether we know it or not. So we say, thank you, Mom for taking the time to train us, to teach us, to model for us what it means to be godly and moral and good people, amen? Thank God some of you are still savages and you're just looking at me, but your mom has made an impact. Your mom has made an impact and the world is a better place for it. A mother's teaching greatly impacts us. A mother's love is special. Uh, the last thing we're going to cover today is our mothers deserve to be honored. Can, can you guys help me out with this point here? I know 
our mothers deserve to be honored. Don't, don't get quiet on me now. It's Mother's Day, and we are honoring our mothers. But the Bible teaches us that we are to honor our mother. Look what Exodus 20.12 says. The commandment says, honor your father and your mother. So obviously the fathers are in there too. We can't be disrespectful to them, but it's Mother's Day. So honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land that the Lord has given you. This is the first commandment connected to long life. It's a commandment with a blessing. Honor your father and mother. doesn't matter how old you get. I can say, well, my, my mother and father are in the front row, but I'm a grown man, so I can be disrespectful and tell that I can do whatever I want. No, honor your mother and father. And the blessing of God is connected to that when we'll do it, amen? This is something our generation needs to be reminded of. Young people, look what God's saying there. You want to live long? You want to have a good life? You want to be blessed? Oh, it's quiet now. <laughs> Sometimes I think to myself, I'm, I better do a tune-up. I better make sure I'm doing the right stuff. I don't, want, I don't want my time here cut short because I dishonored those that God put over me. So honor your mother today. Proverbs 31, 31. Proverbs 31, every woman's favorite proverb. Honor her for all that her hands have done, and let her works bring her praise in the city gates. We should honor our mothers for all that they do. You know what, ladies, you are incredible. I know that men biologically are 40% stronger than women just on paper, but there are times where my wife will just work me into the ground. Dishes and laundry and dusting and vacuuming and lions and tigers and bears, oh my, I can't keep up. And sometimes I'm thinking, sometimes I tell her, sit down, please. And she's like, why? Because I can't keep up with you. I'm going to die. The amount of stuff that mom does. My mom's still at every holiday. She buzzes around the table serving food. She got three spatulas going at the same time. It's a tough crowd this morning. But moms are incredible. Their energy, they're tireless. They serve and, you know, without them, something is missing at any event. And we're to honor her. What? For all she's done, for all her hands have done, let her works bring her praise in the city gates. Proverbs 31, 28 through 29. Listen, this is, this is homework for children and husbands. Listen to this. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. This is homework for us. Those of us who don't say thank you, those of those who don't thank them for all that they do, for children that, you know, just take for granted that there's going to be food on the table and clean dishes and clean clothes. Once in a while, we should say, thanks, mom. Husbands. Two and a half people clapping. Husbands. Praise your wives. Amen? Every once in a while, shake it up a little bit. You know, keep her guessing. Just be thankful. Be vocal. Bring a flower home. It won't kill you. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. It's a good thing. Our mothers deserve honor. And we should honor them because they have made a difference in our lives. I'm going to show a video here that is a video for all mothers. It celebrates all mothers in every facet of motherhood, and I want you to enjoy it today. As you look at it, I pray that it ministers to you. 
and then we're going to minister to our mothers in this place. For the hurting moms who've loved and lost but never given up. For those who never got called mom but who cared for us all like a mom would. For the young moms who became moms sooner than expected and gave it all they had. For the single moms who tirelessly and courageously learned how to do this on their own. For the stepmoms and the stand-in moms who rose to the occasion and loved us well. For the working moms, the stay-home moms, the cooking moms, and the takeout moms. Thank you for teaching us how to walk, how to learn, and how to make a difference. For taking care of us when you barely had enough time to take care of yourself. For comforting us when we felt alone and afraid. For lifting us up when others put us down. For the rides, the meals, the laundry, and the birthday parties. For the years, tears, laughter, and love. It's not enough, but we wanna say thank you.